Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Mark and Sarah. Talk about sauce. sauce. It sure is, but with a very big twist. Uh, welcome to March Mastass, which sounds a lot like March Madness, and shares one thing with March Madness. That's about college hoops. This is about British pop bands of the 80s. That's right. We are doing a bracket of 80s Brit pop. Uh, we will link to this just about everywhere you can imagine in the coming days, but we are super excited uh, to roll this out. And I am super excited to introduce my co-host, Mark Blankenship, who crafted the bracket on Bracket Maker. It is beautiful. Well done, Mark. Mark, what else do listeners need to know about participating in March Mastess and crowning the Britpop band of the 80s? Ooh, oh, so many things. Okay, first, our entire month of March uh, will be dedicated to this tournament. And we promise that along with giving you exciting updates on how various bands are faring, we will still be giving you that sweet, sweet Mastis conversation. Because as we go through each of the rounds, each of the divisions, we will be analyzing and talking about and shamelessly promoting the bands that we think you should be voting for. Uh, but before we get deeper into the specifics of all that, let's start with perhaps the biggest question that seems simple but isn't, which is what counts as a British band of the 80s? Now, in some cases, that is very clear. It's a band whose entire lineup is from the UK and who started their work in the 80s. But there are 64 slots in this tournament, and we found ourselves not wanting to leave off bands that we felt defined the British invasion of the 80s just because of some overtly, overly strict uh, bylaws about what makes you eligible. So this, this process really was, and if you guys have ever done brackets yourselves, and I have done it on uh, tomatonation.com with my esteemed colleague, Stephanie Lucianovic, um, with snacks of various kinds, it is kind of like doing your guest list for a wedding. Yes. Like in the first pass, you have like <laughs> 85 bands and then you get really mean. And on the second pass, you have 52 bands and you're like, okay, what, what are we doing here? <laughs> Well, and, uh, but and we I do also, have a nice, neat 64. I do want to stress, too, 64 British bands that are in this tournament all had notable hits, and they're not even every possible band because just like that one cousin that you don't <laughs> want to invite to your wedding, we had a few people who would have been justified on our list, and we cut them right out. Yep. So if you're a huge fan of the Welsh band Waterfront and their song Cry from 1989 – we love you. We apologize to you. And if you would like to start a shadow tournament in which you <laughs> debate the best moment of their one song, great. We'll it's come like and vote the, in that. It'll be like the NIT to our NCAA. <laughs> yes. I don't understand what that means, truly, because I don't know sports, but I'm sure that was an apt <laughs> if comparison. Uh, yes. Uh, Joe Reed is nodding sagely, I hope. Or Smooth Joey Apollo, as I think we yes, have to refer to him me. in this instance. <laughs> yes, we do. My so mistake. the bands that made it are primarily bands that fit the bill perfectly. But there are a couple of exceptions that we've made, uh, which we'll get to later. But there were 
some bands who started their careers in the 70s but whose big defining hits especially in america came in the 80s uh there are some bands where everyone but the lead singer is british and we just felt that we needed to include them anyway and then there is one irish band in here because god damn it this whole affair would have been less interesting without you two to kick around so we understand that the Sinn Féin politics would say that it is in fact wrong to include you two in a British band countdown. But and I'm pretty that- sure if Bono hears about this, which why wouldn't he? He will make a point of protesting because he has time for that. But but we persist. But we've never we persist. So. Now that we've talked a little bit about eligibility, and we will get later in this episode to explaining exactly who's involved, uh, let's talk a little bit about what the rollout is going to be. Sarah, can you can you give the listeners uh, a taste of what you expect this month in terms of our schedule of releases? Um, I sure can. Uh, as Mark said before, all our episodes this month will be tournament-related. Uh, each Minnesota... Um, that sounds like Minotaur. That's weird. Mini-episode. <laughs> each... Um, each March Mastass single will look at the week's matchup. Uh, we'll provide our various thoughts on the competitors. We're going to play occasional song clips in here, uh, especially in the opening round, which is 32 showdowns. We're going to try to keep our commentary pretty brief. Otherwise, it's going to turn into the Nicholas Mastasselby of podcasts. Um, but yes, you this thought Doctor Zhivago our... was long. Wait until you hear us talk about soft cell. You ain't seen nothing. Are you crossing time zones in your um, commute? This is the podcast for you. Just kidding. We are going to try to keep it fairly short. Um, but accompanying these episodes, we will also be releasing a series of polls that allow you to vote on your favorite band in each contest, possibly more than once. Mark, would you like to explain how Patreon supporters might put their thumbs on the scale of U2 versus, I forget the matchup, <laughs> Bronsky I think beat. it's like Bronsky beat, who knows. Oh, um, sorry, guys. Yes, yeah, so if you want to vote Chicago style, as Sarah said, <laughs> described it the other day. <laughs> Tammany um, Hall. If you are listening to this podcast in any capacity, whether you are a patron or not, we, of course, value you and want you to participate. So if you go to our Facebook page, you will see polls every week, every week that allow you to vote in every open contest. And each one of these contests is going to be open for roughly three days. Uh, Each poll that goes up, you'll have roughly three days to participate. And uh, in the early rounds, when we have a lot of stuff going on, we'll be releasing a new poll almost every day there for a while because there's a lot to get through, but a lot of fun to be had. If you are a Patreon patron, the polls will also be appearing in our patrons only section, which means that you will have an opportunity to vote a second time. And both of your votes, both on Facebook and Patreon will count equally. So yes, you are able to stuff that ballot box. If you cannot get enough of Simply Red, now is the time to let your voice be heard. If the power station is everything that you've ever wanted it to be, you go right ahead and start voting. Uh, I think it's also apropos, Sarah, to mention here, because you brought this up uh, when we were discussing this. 
if right now you're thinking, how the hell am I supposed to remember the difference between soft sell and the power station? Do not worry. That's what's going to be discussed in each of the episodes that we release every week to go along with the contest. We'll be orienting you to who we're talking about, what the bands have done. Some of them will need no explanation, but some of them will. And that we think is going to be a big part of the fun because we're also going to be in those episodes, uh, reading the comments that you send us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Patreon, email. We're going to be incorporating your voice and your votes into this process because we definitely want you to get down here in the crazy muck with us. And uh, <laughs> your thoughts and insights on the bands will definitely inform how we talk about them. And we want this to feel like a big scrum that we can all enjoy. So I I also feel like, Sarah, it's possible that people are going to want to look at the full bracket and see the progress of various bands throughout this month. Is there a way that people will be able to reference the full bracket? Um, I am going to tell you right now, you will not be able to escape this link uh, from BracketMaker.com. Unfortunately, BracketMaker.com is from... um, a time in the nostalgic past, much like 80s Britpop, and it's a little hard to search. Don't worry. Uh, you will be able to find it on our Facebook, on in our Twitter bio, in our Instagram bio. P.S. Don't forget we have an Insta. Sometimes I forget we have an Insta. That <laughs> um, there will be links uh, that we'll periodically be pushing out on social media. And uh, we have selected a hashtag, which is March Mastass. That's hashtag March, like the month, M-A-S-T-A-S. And by searching that anywhere on social media, that should bring up a link nearby. But like I said, you really you really won't be able to get away from this bracket. We will keep you almost informed almost to a fault, I would say. <laughs> yes, we will. But now- not quite. Speaking of this bracket, let's do a quick rundown of who has been chosen to be in our group of 64. Uh, Sarah, are you ready to reveal our contestants? Yes, a quick note. Uh, Mark came up with the outstanding region names. If uh, you're familiar with the sports ball uh, version of this, you know that all the basketball teams are slotted into sort of geographic regions. Um, we did emotional regions for this, or should I say Mark did? And I think that he did an excellent job. Um, Mark, just, uh, to clarify if they happen to be looking at the bracket right now or imagining the bracket, are we going down the left side first and then the right side? Okay. So, um, we're going to review the bracket regions for you and give you an overview of who is in them. Mark, kick us off. Who's at the top left? First up, we have our fine, fine contestants in the Moody Broody division. Yes, these are bands that love to be sad and maybe stalk you. The first contest is number one seeded The Smiths versus number 16 Love and Rockets. Um, Just a reminder that if you're like, what was that song again? If you listen to the single devoted to this region, uh, we will remind you. Um, the differences between some of the bands and their big hits. Um, I don't think you'll need this for the next matchup. Uh, seated eighth, Yaz versus nine, Modern English. And then seated five, Depeche Mode versus 12, Talk Talk. Number four, Eurythmics versus 13, Dream Academy. Oh my God, I can't wait for these balls. I know, I know. <laughs> number six, Simple Minds versus number 11, Flock of Seagulls. 
Um, I think so, there might be some seeding controversy in the next one. Number three, The Cure versus number 14, When in Rome. But, you know, Sarah did choose our seeds, and I feel she did an excellent job. They leave plenty of room for... Oh, yeah, I, for, for... I forgot these were my fault. <laughs> yeah, they leave plenty of room for vigorous debate. Yes, um, they do. Then we've got, I think, one of the hottest matchups of this early stage. Number seven, the Thompson Twins versus 10, Susie and the Banshees. And bringing up the rear, but um, not last in our hearts, it's number two, The Police versus number 15, Dead or Alive. And our special episode dedicated to this first group of contests will arrive on Monday, March 4th, which is also the day that the polls in this initial contest will go live. So Monday, March 4th is your first deep dive into Moody Broody. Now, on Tuesday, March 5th, you're going to get the special episode dedicated to the Florid and Fabulous Division, uh, which I guess it would be easiest to say one way or another, they're extra. Uh, <laughs> Sarah, who's our who's our first matchup in the Florida and Fabulous Division? The first, here's Bronski beat, um, ranked number 16, and unfortunately, they are stepping to Duran Duran, ranked number one in this division. Uh, then, number eight, New Order, will be going against number nine, oh, Banana Rama. That one's going to be a nail-biter, y'all. Yeah, and... Um... <laughs> Oh my God, these are all tail fighters. What's going to happen? The next one is uh, number five, Human League versus number 12, Soft Cell. Then number four, Culture Club oof, versus number 13, Kajagugu. Followed by number six, Erasure versus number 11, Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Then number three, Wham versus number 14, Bow Wow Wow. Number seven, XTC versus number 10, Level 42. And number two, Pet Shop Boys versus number 15, Wang Chung. Florid and fabulous. Yes. Uh, that brings us to our third division, Sophistication Station. Uh, music for tuxedos, basically. And sometimes those tuxedos are, are ironic, but this is the kind of 80s British music that requires you to gussy up a bit. Mm. Uh, this, this region kicks off with number one seated Tears for Fears, Versus number 16, The Fix. Um, then we have those always controversial, close-seated eight versus nine matchups. Number eight is Breathe, and number nine is Naked Eyes. Then, Simply Red, number five, versus number 12, Johnny Hates Jazz. I, I love that this is how the rankings shook that out. That Simply Red is so jazzy, and then Johnny's like, nope. I hate you. <laughs> uh, number four, Fine Young Cannibals, starring star of the Scandal movie, Roland yeah. Giff. Oh, my God. Gift. And number 13, Mike and the Mechanics. And if you have not heard Sarah and I uh, talking on The Blotter, uh, one of Sarah's other fine podcasts about the recent spate of true crime related British television miniseries and films, please do. That episode was a lot of fun. Yes. Episode uh, 84, wherever podcasts are not sold. Then number six, Spandau Ballet versus number 11, Cutting Crew. Uh, number three, Chardet versus number 14, the aforementioned Power Station. Number seven, OMD, or Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark, versus number 10, ABC. And I want to give a shout out to our Twitter follower, Doc Pinko, because I know he loves ABC. He does. And could that be an upset? Only time will tell. Um, wrapping up this division, it's number two, Squeeze, versus number 15, Swing Out Sister. 
And our final division is Rock This Island, Meat and Potatoes Music, plus one other group that we didn't know where to put. <laughs> <laughs> so that this division kicks off with number one, U2, versus number 16, After the Fire. And again... When this episode, <laughs> when this when this brackets episode is released on Thursday, March seventh, we will remind you who After the Fire is. Don't worry. Yes. Uh, next up, number eight, Katrina and the Waves versus number nine, The Outfields, which b- both bands that I was like, wait, they're British. The things you learn in this bracket, I'm telling you. Uh, we're not just here to entertain you. We're here to educate. Mm. Number five, Madness versus number twelve, Dexy's Midnight Runners. Uh, number four, UB40 facing off against number 13, Tapau. <laughs> Watch your language. <laughs> number six is Asia versus number 11, Big Country. And Asia is a big country. That's a happy accident as well. <laughs> I'm not sure what this means uh, in terms of happy accidents, but number three, Genesis, is up against number 14, The Escape Club. Number seven, Whitesnake, a band I was surprised to learn was British, versus number 10, The Vapors. And finally, the last matchup, number two, Def Leppard versus number 15, Musical Youth. Because we got to put them somewhere, y'all. We, we, we do. We, like every single other 80s compilation, put them somewhere. Who are we to quibble with that? <laughs> so I think as we end this introduction to March Master, Sarah, it might be fun to do a little spitball prophecy on who we think is going to make it to the final two. Do you have any bold predictions you'd like to make? Um, I do. Hold on. I have like so many um sheets of notes here. Uh, I have my final four. Oh yeah, good, good. Is um Wham. Uh, where's the other Wham? The Smiths, Squeeze, and Def Leppard. And I, like I know this is sort of controversial because I think you only have one number one seed making it to the final four, I suspect it probably comes down to um, Wham or the Smiths out of the left side of the bracket. And I feel that whoever, I think the left side of the bracket is going to produce our winner and um, going way out on a limb here. And I expect to be uh, dragged for this when it doesn't happen, but I think Wham is going to win this whole thing. Well, I think that to me would not be a shocker, frankly. I I, okay. I feel like to me the Florida and Fabulous division is I just feel like it's a bloodbath. Loaded in there. loaded with talent. Loaded <laughs> with talent. I mean every one of these divisions has some really, really strong competitors, but oh my God. Um like we're talking about a field that's gonna leave like Culture Club, Banana Rama, Duran Duran, Erasure, Wham, not all of them are moving on, y'all. Yeah, uh, but there's I, some I've, good bands that are going to be shelled out in the first round. It's crazy. Yeah. But I feel like I am. I feel that we're going to see the Smiths and the Eurythmics really battling it out. Uh, and I, I, think I that's right. I'm going to be bold and say that I think that the Eurythmics are actually going to make it to the final four. Okay. And I feel like that we're also going to see in our final four. I agree with you. I think we're going to see Wham. I think we're going to see the Eurythmics. I think that we are going to see... Now, this is a bold prediction for me. I think we're going to see Genesis. Huh. I don't know. I just feel it. And I think that we're also going to see Tears for Fears. That's what I think. Or Sade. Ooh. We'll we'll see. But I feel like that... 
I just feel like that there's a strong possibility that we're going to see a, uh, a band like Genesis or U2 really at the end of the day, taking the whole thing. And I, I, I but that's just, that's just what I think. We'll yeah. see. And I also, I'm interested to see once we get into our more detailed singles for each region, um, one of the sort of received wisdom things about the actual basketball tournament is that in the middle seeds, you really have a lot of teams that like between four and like 14, everyone's kind of the same. And there's always that one like sweetheart number 12 upset that gets to like the elite eight. And I'm interested to see if you, you know, who you see, um, pulling some upsets in the early rounds, because, you know, this is, this is for our listeners to pick. That's why I'm so excited to see what you guys have to say. Like, there's going to be some surprises in here, and I cannot wait for you to show them to us. I I really can't either. Um, so once again, uh, that link will be in the show notes, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Insta, um, possibly tattooed on your face. Um, please don't do that. Uh, there's a whole bunch of numbers and it's weird and it will be the same next year. Um, but yes, we are super excited to hear from you and we are uh, super excited to get started. So March 4th, hashtag March Mastis. Let's play. Vote often. <laughs> this is Mark and Sarah. Talk about sauce. sauce. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.